1: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Perplexer, Katerina Dios, and Kurt Riken. Coming up on TMS, taking care of the lymph balls. Weirdest, shortest things. Sucking on stuff helps. Sea turd. Brain fat.
3: BNS railroad. Scooby-Doo and the Beatles. Enjoy the little tendrils. Grammy bit at the bottom. 10,000 subpar donuts. I'm drawing
0: mostly white (laughs) Santa. Random cryovac logs. How deep is your Roy? Crikey cream. Let's be better with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You can't let a simple headache interfere
1: with the joy of life, get in the way of your day. The joys of this world belong to the fighters. Let Anison help you fight headache pain and win. Anison helps block pain, just stops it, so you can forget about it. When it comes to pain, be a fighter.
4: Three great ways to, to look no bra natural. natural this is
3: the morning stream with scott johnson and brian ibbett big old freaking dirt blanket good morning and welcome back to tms this is the morning stream for december 14th 2023 i'm scott johnson that's brian
0: ibbett hi hello there how are you
3: uh, i'm okay i'm all right <laughs> you know what hanging hanging out with you in pre-show helped helped uh move the the what do you call them? the voice box around a little you know good good feel like i've got <clears throat> something going on here but uh yeah i was sick yesterday that's why there was no show we 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 joked about it on tuesday like oh i think i'm getting something you said i think you said uh, what did you say i said ah, it's probably nothing and he goes, well, see. and you said, we'll see, or something like that. I don't know what it I was.
0: did. Yeah. I was like, I won't, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to uh, jump too quickly on preparing feud or or uh, <laughs> recording my recommendal or,
3: yeah. All that stuff like was, but you were good to, to take a nice slow groove with because it turns out uh, I, I did get pretty sick. And then here's the weird thing, though. I was really sick in the morning yesterday. It was my throat mm. and head, nose and ears and all this. And then by mid afternoon, it was really clearing up. I was feeling great. I was like, this is the weirdest, shortest thing I ever had. I guess I'm fine. Let's go. And I, and I texted you said, hey, we're good for tomorrow. I feel great. And then this morning, well, most of the night and this morning, I had a sore throat so bad it was like gargling little pieces of glass. Like, worst <sighs> sore throat of my life. Never I had one this bad. It. Still have it, but it's not Ooh. quite as bad because I've been sucking on stuff that's helping and it is numbing it a little bit. Um, and then <clears throat> I got green shit coming out of my nose and I got, you know, all that and a headache that would not end. And then weird dreams where for some reason my sister Misha is, uh, dies in a dream. I don't, oh like God. I don't like that at all. And even though the dream had her walking around as a ghost trying to explain herself to everybody, the dream still felt real until I woke up, right? Yeah,
0: it, it's funny how those you can have the weirdest crap happen in a dream and your brain is like, yeah, it's okay. That makes sense. That yeah. totally is uh <laughs> totally within the uh the boundaries of this world we live in that absolutely could happen just it, like that. It made me think too, like when you see somebody babbling in a
3: street, um, you know, like a homeless person yeah. or something.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I always have I always feel some measure of uh what's the word? I worry sympathy. about them. It's like sympathy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah, that be. That must of be, course, yeah. they're having a hard life and all that. But when I have a dream like that, and it's usually when I'm ill or there's a fever involved or something and they're worse, those dreams make me wonder if these are people who just can't help but have their brain do that in The light of day, meaning in
0: real time, yeah, all the time, yeah,
3: not just at night, not just when they're in their subconscious, like they're always having it. And that sounds like hell on earth,
0: like, like basically living in a fever dream. Oh, can you imagine? Like, if that's what that feels like,
3: I have a whole new uh body of of respect for those people, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because I could not do it. Oh my gosh,
0: yeah, no, it's anyway, it's um, you know, without getting. Without getting political or anything, I mean that is that is um, what a majority of the situation with with the homeless uh, uh, is. Uh, from hearing from Tina, with you know her adult protective services job, a lot of people, well, there's a a fair amount of people think that oh well it's just people who are too lazy, just decide they don't want to get a job, blah blah blah. But um, there's so much, uh, so much mental illness out there that is difficult to manage especially when they refuse treatment if they're an adult they can refuse treatment right and there's nothing you can do unless they prove to be harm to themselves or others so
3: right and all, if yeah. all they do is walk around and hear voices and talk to those voices and refuse right. treatment, what can you do you exactly can't do you
0: can't do anything until until they become violent or uh, to themselves yeah. or to somebody else yeah. yeah it's tough it's really really tough so i
3: woke up this morning just going if that's what that I don't know why I thought of it, but I was like, if that's what that feels like, that would because <laughs> I can leave it behind. I wake up and go, oh, that was a dream. Phew, my sister's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a similar situation in <clears throat> that they are experiencing something and reacting to something that they have zero control over. That is that is not what the rest of us uh, or a majority of us are experiencing. Right. Um, whether it's fever, whether it's it's um, you know a chemical. Um, a malfunction mm-hmm. in the brain
3: yeah our brains are uh, weird man they are they're the weird. complex things it turns out it, 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 they are weird and sometimes they make decisions that in retrospect make no sense like the thing i'm about to play you and they're right. like
0: 80 percent fat by the way that's brains. true there's a lot of fat in our brains yeah. a lot right. of fat in our brains yeah. sorry
3: yeah. sorry folks Sorry, all right i ate a burger Fat,
0: fat shaming our brains <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's the other thing i knew of yesterday or the reason i could tell i was getting sicker uh, or that I was having a legitimate, you know, uh, viral thing happening, was how hungry I was. Mm. Gosh, dang it, I was hungry, and I wasn't. You know, what is it? Starve a fever, feed a cold, or whatever it is. That's what they
0: say. I can never remember. It's the most useless thing because there's no rhyming. There's no easy way to remember it. It's like, oh, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Love that because it's easy to remember. It rhymes. (laughs) Right. Right. If if the glove don't fit, you must have quit. Hey, okay. It was bad, but at least it rhymed. Yeah. But you you can never remember if it's starve a fever, feed a cold, or feed a fever, starve a cold. Yeah. I don't, I still don't.
3: Like to this moment, I don't know. So whatever it was that was making me hungry that's the version of this i have and i was so freaking hungry all day yeah, yeah. couldn't stop eating if
0: you're hungry eat a pizza no it doesn't rhyme either doesn't, Dang, rhyme. Uh, if doesn't pi- rhyme
3: if you need some if you meet in a pizza no can't do it it's not happening all Chris right well, in our th-
0: chat room says fafsac f-a-f-s-a-c feed a fever starve a cold that's if, how if- you remember that yeah, it's funny, right? Like, he remembers it via the uh, the handy initialism
3: FFSC. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know if that would work for me. I can try, but I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> that's wild. I love that, actually. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, so sometimes our brains do things we regret. I'm about to play you something that there's no way they don't regret this. So I'm okay. listening to James Taylor. Well, actually, oh, sure. I'm just listening to a Christmas mix of songs. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me I've
0: since morning <laughs> and I knew you were gone he, Suzanne the plants I made he,
3: you're here that's pretty good James Taylor gotta,
0: <laughs> I've seen fire and I've seen rain
3: yeah he's, anyway, he's seen okay, sunny please. days that never stop the pain or however that goes
0: so, yeah, yeah, sunny days that would never end no, no, there's about a about a woman he knew that went into uh, actually went into a mental health facility or went into rehab or something oh and, really yeah uh, that's yeah, a nice that way to tie
3: it. this together. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's he's call back, folks. Yeah. So that's what that's called. He's got a the version of "It's Cold Outside."
0: Oh yeah, sure. And, the the but, problematic song about uh, uh, why don't I just lock the door and keep you in my house? Yeah, it's a
3: little weird. And there's a lot of interpretations. Like when it was originally written, it was some people claim it was like an empowering song for women because the because the woman wanted to stay but didn't want to piss off. I can't remember what the deal is. There's a whole argument, which I am not really? going to explain here, but there's a whole thing about that. But regardless of all of those issues, and there are issues, that song's got issues.
0: There are issues, yeah. Even if yeah.
3: even if it was never meant to be what it is, today we have an interpretation of it that's problematic. All right? Okay. But this is not the problem. The problem is that in the middle of it, James Taylor decides to talk. And I would like to play the part <laughs> it's of the, the song. The worst
0: thing, by the way, yeah. you can do it. A song is talk in the middle. I agree. It's I never, I words. never like it
3: ever. No. I'm trying to think. You know yeah. what? The only exception I'll make is uh, Enter Sandman from uh, Metallica when they start. Going, oh, okay, yeah. Well, asleep. yeah,
0: and that's a different thing. That's not. Uh, yeah, it's not. Let's push the story along, kind of thing. Right. Right. Well, this All one
3: right. is push the story along in the worst oh, way, geez. and I'm going to play it because it's embarrassing so here anyway here it is james taylor in the middle of it's cold outside
4: what are you doing with your coat you don't need your coat what are you putting your coat on for it's warm in here
3: oh my gosh dude <laughs> what
4: are you doing with your coat you don't need your
3: coat,
0: oh, What's up with your coat? No. hey coat coat
3: it's it's, it's the weirdest uh, thing isn't
0: that weird it's freaking weird that is weird is there more of that or that's all
3: that- there is they get they play that bit Jeez. and then they sing again and and it goes on, but it's just—it's just his uh, decision to put this little coat thing in the middle of the song.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, I'm trying to find it. I thought I had it on my computer. And the problem is, it's not. I don't think it's called "Baby, It's Cold Outside." It's called something else. Um, there's a uh, a version of it that kind of fixes the problem with the song, like. Uh, um, I really can't stay. Oh, let me get the door for you. Oh. I got to go away. Uh, want me to call an Uber for you? <laughs> like it's basically like the... Uh, yeah, uh,
3: the guy's responding like the way the, he should. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And I don't know... Uh, I wish um, I knew
3: what the thing was. Carter showed it to me. It was this thing where the guy or the person... I don't know if it was a guy or not, but whoever originally wrote the thing, yeah. was during a time where if the lady wanted to stay... She still wouldn't.
0: I sure Right. Because she didn't, right. She would like, that's the implication is that, well, she really wants to stay, but she doesn't want the neighbors to talk or, you know, word to get around that she spent the night. Yeah. Or her
3: father to know or something like that. It's some sure, kind of something sure. like that. And I don't know why. I'm, yeah. uh, we, we're speaking of it in bits and pieces because we don't know people. We're not making a firm thing here. I'm just saying that's what the. they I know that song can be controversial all I know yeah. is that James Taylor should not talk during the middle of his. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. It reminds me also to the uh, the Dolly Parton the new cover album from Dolly Parton. I really want to like it. Um and there there you know what there are things on there that I really do like, but there's way too much um so she does a duet with uh, Ann Wilson from Heart. They yeah. do Magic Man. Okay. And um like there's uh oh, what's the lyric? Hold on. I got to find the lyric. I can't even um, think how that
3: song goes. My brain won't uh, do
0: it. You don't have to uh, love me. Let's get high wild. So try to understand. Try to understand. Oh, okay. Try, try, try to understand. understand. A You're a magic man. man. Exactly. Okay. So there's, um, uh, okay. Uh, the second verse, a third verse. Uh, is come on home girl Mama cried on the phone Too soon to lose my baby Yet my girl should be at home mm. um, That's the way the original song goes mm. Dolly decides she's gonna act it out And oh, so she shit. says She sings come on home girl Mama cried on the phone Too soon to lose my baby Yet my girl should be at home
3: <laughs> Shut up
0: I wish, hate I, it, I wish I was kidding <laughs>
3: I hate it I hate it yeah, I don't like that when they do that. And yeah. I like Dolly Parton a lot. She's great. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, National Treasure and all that stuff. I just heard her thing with... Um, <laughs> she did a version of... I don't know where this was. Maybe I'm out of it. But it was her... Uh, Pentatonix is doing the music. So yeah. they're doing all the you know backing and everything. And they're all on stage with Dolly Parton. And on the other side is... Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, 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 sup came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, can not think of her name, yeah. who's very yeah. talented when she's just straight singing. Well, and that is singing. the
0: song, their their version of Wrecking Ball is the one that's going to make it into the cover of The Countdown, because I do think that is the standout track of, of uh, Dolly's new album. But, oh, there's a uh, Wrecking Ball cover on there? I didn't know that. There's a Wrecking Ball cover, and it, and it strongly features... Uh, I will always love you. Because there is the there is the lyric in there. I will always love you. But mm. of course, because it's Dolly Parton, She's they have to change one. the melody of that to I will always love you.
3: Yeah. The song made famous by Whitney Houston. Yeah. <laughs> but she wrote it, right? That was her song.
0: Dolly wrote it. Dolly recorded it. Actually wrote it as kind of her um breaking up with um. Oh, what's the guy's name? Shoot. Uh, Ernest Borgnine. No, no, gosh. Let's see. I got to think of something else to be able to come up with the name. Fred so Thompson. See. That is not helping. Uh. So Miley Cyrus, uh, Wrecking Ball, and uh, uh Wagner, Porter Wagoner. Oh, Porter Wagoner. That's how Wagner. it works, man. You think of something else, and it, and it becomes a lot clearer. So she yeah. wrote, I Will always, always Love You is kind of like the, I'm, I'm, crawling out from under your, your wings and I, or your your shadow and I want to go spread my wings and be my own musician and so she wrote that and wrote the lyrics he read them, he's sitting in his office, he's reading these lyrics and says, this is the most beautiful song you've ever written and I guess I understand what you're trying to say but um, can I produce this last song for you? Because <laughs> I know it's going to be a hit wow. and, uh, and have it be huge and uh, sure enough he did it was her last song with him and uh, made money then but made a Ton of money, of course, when uh, Whitney had a huge. Head yeah, you
3: yeah, have all that back end money from. Yeah. The repopularization exactly. <laughs> of a thing—that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. The cover.
3: Yeah, I didn't know that until you told me that a couple of years ago. I always thought it was the original.
0: Oh, because no, I, I mean, Whitney makes it so it's iconic for Whitney, and and. Uh, um,
3: and the Bodyguard, which had uh, bodyguard. your Kevin Costner in it. You know, right, of course. I was into that. I thought that and was cool. And a
0: katana so sharp it could cut a scarf, if I remember correctly. That's
3: right. I saw that in theaters twice, not because I wanted to see it a second time, but Wow. because I had a date to see it a second time, and I can't remember why I saw it the first time. But I was like, oh, I, I just won't say anything. I'll go see it again. It's fine. It was one of those dates where I didn't want to tell him I'd already seen it. I don't remember what the deal was, though. What year was that? It was like early 90s, right?
0: think so yeah something like that late 80s early 90s 89 91 92 somewhere in that in that cluster
3: somewhere but right before i got married (laughs) yeah um (laughs) uh let's see here oh on that wings and nuggets thing excuse me ryan from vancouver wrote in he said morning stream good morning bns railroad is that the first we've had of that or is that a is that a redo it's
0: got to be a redo. Somebody has to have come up with BNS Railroad because
3: that's pretty good. If it, if it it's, hasn't, it's come okay.
0: Before. I mean, it's B and O Railroad is the actual monopoly space, but uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh,
3: lots of okay. order. It's it's all right. I'll uh, give, I'll, I'll, I'll you'll pull. allow it. You'll allow it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> a minor clap from Brian. Yeah. I just heard yeah. you talking about the naming of boneless wings and nuggets. Uh, this is when we were i was complaining that they're not actually wings they never had bones taken out of them they're just right chunks of right they're they're
0: meat. chunks of sometimes breast meat thigh meat whatever that are yeah
3: and they're fine and most most of the time they're fine we're not talking about chicken nuggets at the McDonald's where they're pink goo we're not talking mm-hmm. about that he says i was in Safeway once and looked at the store and made sausages and some joker had labeled them random cryovac logs
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love yeah.
3: random cry- cryo backlogs Love the show though. Ryan, he says he's in Vancouver Island. Another postal worker that hates U line catalogs. Oh. Uh Yeah. Yet another one. Yeah. You guys are everywhere. What is, we have more postal workers listening to it, the show.
0: It's so funny. Well, it's just so funny how you know that's. That's not the thing that I expected to take off and have everybody say, "Oh my god, Brian, you're right. Those damn Uline catalogs." You know, there's yeah. there's so many more things. If I'm going to make a sea change in the world, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be on um, leading the front against the <laughs> the horrors of the Uline catalog. Yeah,
3: I wouldn't have predicted that either. But yet here we are.
0: Yet here we are. So fine, I'll take it. Over. All right,
3: one final thing. This is a phone call that we got from someone who is an anti-hype, full-blown hater. So I've talked about oh, being gosh. anti-hype. This person goes one step further, and they wanted us to know about it. And I feel like this might be aimed at you a little bit, given the music <laughs> connection on it. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I'll okay. let you interpret right.
3: it for yourself, because maybe I'm wrong. But uh, but here's what this person had to say.
1: Hey, this is Dana calling for the morning stream. How goes it, Soap and Bubbles? Uh, so adding on to the conversation about Scott being outside the hype bubble, I will take you one further where if it is something huge and I am told many times how much I'm supposed to be a part of it, how much I'm supposed to like it, such as like Scooby-Doo or the Beatles, I will actively hate it. I hate the Beatles. Come at me. Love the show, bro. Bye.
3: I feel like she focused on the Beatles because she knew you'd have a thought there. but
0: uh Oh, yeah. no, I mean – I. I know she's not the only one. I know a lot of people who hate the Beatles and it's totally fine to hate the Beatles. I mean, if the Beatles aren't your thing, um, yeah. Okay. Good. I was. I was really good. I was really worried that I was going to be more targeted in that thing. I don't think I was targeted at all. Yeah. Not really um, you, but the the music no.
3: angle is interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to skip over the fact though that she said Scooby Doo and the Beatles.
0: Yeah. Scooby Doo interesting? I mean, it, was there was there a hype bubble around Scooby Doo? Uh,
3: not that I'm Maybe. aware of. I don't like, know. Like that. That is you
0: must like Scooby Doo. <laughs> What's wrong with you?
3: I don't know where that came from. I didn't know Scooby Doo had that kind of aura around it, but apparently it does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, um, you know, and it's fine. You know, being basically, um, I think that you run the potential of missing out on some great stuff that is great, yet still has a hype bubble around it rather than just the stuff that is, that people glom onto and is not as great, but has a huge hype bubble around it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, uh, I'm gonna come up with something that, you know, like the Barbie movie. Um, it was good and it also had a hype bubble around it. And it did, and yeah. and um you, you know, uh having being being super anti-hype bubble, I can understand it. It's a human nature to say, I don't want to follow the herd. I don't want to be among the lemmings that like something, but I do, you know, I think you have to kind of balance it and say, Oh, well, this thing that it does have a lot of hype around it might actually have some um might actually have some guts, might actually have some credence to where it's a good sure. thing. Yeah,
3: and I liked Barbie. It was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I still haven't seen the Oppenheimer, but that's just because I, I don't know why I didn't see that in theaters. I just didn't. Yeah,
0: there was no reason to see it in theaters. I not, mean, I, really. I loved the movie, but you know, aside from the... The uh, the scene with the explosions, spoiler alert, folks. There's an explosion in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, there was really no reason to see it on a gigantic screen.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know they always push for the IMAX when it comes to Nolan movies, but sure, of course, that one of felt course. like it didn't need. For me, it didn't I'm, need that.
0: You know, yeah, and I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited, and maybe you know, maybe I've gotten my hopes up too high for this uh, this Wonka movie. The uh, the soundtrack. Um, when I found out the soundtrack was written by um, Neil Hannon, I got excited. He's the uh, lead singer and songwriter of a band called Divine Comedy, which I'm a huge fan of. And uh, So it's like, oh, great. He's he's Irish, Claire. Um, (laughs) As soon as I found out that uh, uh, he he was involved, I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to the soundtrack. And I've been listening to the soundtrack and I am in love with the soundtrack. The soundtrack is great. And what's cool about it is it... You know, I was thinking, all right, this Wonka thing is basically just going to be an origin story for the role doll character, blah blah, blah. right. right end right. of story, sure. um, this is going to be a direct prequel to the Gene Wilder version of the film, not the not the Johnny Depp thing, but because there are musical notes, and they he totally took some stuff. Was it Anthony Newley, the composer for the first one? Hmm. He used a lot of similar elements. And there's, you know, there's the flat out little uh, uh, flute noise that he plays to call the, the Oompa Loompas and the whole the Oompa Loompa theme mm. is uh, is the same. A little bit of um, pure imagination is in the soundtrack. I am supp- I didn't
3: know any of this. This surprised me for some reason. It
0: surprised me too when I started listening to him. I'm like, oh, this is, okay, this is going to be like a direct prequel to the Gene Wilder version. And they've managed to capture a 60s 70s sound in melody and tone that isn't in it, not in production not in in sound quality but in that um arrangement and tone that it's like all right i'm i'm piccolo that's right but uh yeah the the tone of the stuff very much fits with the um the sound of the the original movie so i'm kind of kind of looking forward to it we're seeing it saturday night
3: mm. Nice. 84? Got a Christmas
0: party tonight, and then got a uh, Hanukkah party tomorrow, and then we're seeing <laughs> Wonka Saturday night.
3: It's the three-tipped uh, sword you got going. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Eighty-four percent of Rotten
0: Tomatoes so far. It's pretty good. That really? Seems like solid. Yeah. yeah. yeah it no does one, seem solid. Nobody's yeah. hating but on it. It's. Um, I guess it's all. That's all preview. Viewers and stuff.
3: But, uh, yeah, um, it's just reviewers. No, no audience score yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't have they. They didn't. That's always a good sign for a movie. If you don't have a uh, what do they call that when you have to lift the the NDM the
0: the, NDM, the, uh, the, not, the not the NDM. I know what you're talking about. Like the uh, embargo. Embargo. There it is. Review embargo. Yeah.
3: They didn't review have one for embargo. this uh, yeah. that that was on the release day, and that's always a good sign. If you ever have a review embargo that yeah. only lifts on the day of release, that's trouble. Watch out mm-hmm. for those. Uh,
0: Exactly. um, Yeah, and Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is a competent singer, and maybe that's good. You don't. You don't need a a John Legend or something, or you know. uh, You want somebody who's who's clear and easy to understand. Like Gene Wilder um, that,
3: was, he was a competent singer.
0: Like Gene Wilder was, exactly.
3: Yeah, he wasn't amazing. He didn't go, "Oh my gosh, why isn't right. guy sing more?" But he, he right. was perfect for exactly. the movie. It's fine. Yeah. I don't get this. Uh, I'll, I'll say something that's maybe not popular.
0: Okay.
3: I don't understand the the uh, the clapback people give Timothy Chalamet, and the reason mm. I don't understand it is, because, well, I do understand it. I think people just get catty about people yeah, succeed he's
0: young talented and attractive and very ah, and very successful
3: him. so far i mean my my lord yes. he's paul atreides in the freaking yes one of the greatest stories ever told like and the i think he it.
0: does to a a peach no an apricot and uh call me by your name you do you don't want to know the things he does to a an apricot oh i never saw that how was that yeah it's, <laughs> it's the only you know you you know how when I bring up uh, Angel Heart, there's one thing that you think of shotgun um, the Cooch, yeah i was I was hoping I was assuming that we all knew it, and we wouldn't have to say it but uh uh but uh yeah, there's a thing that uh and that's the only thing I can remember about called me by your name it was beautifully uh beautifully shot and I think uh France or Italy and uh and timothy chalamet gets it on with an apricot
3: wonderful he's also (laughs) um watch the king on netflix sometime when you're bored and you're like i want a historical drama Mm, okay it's set in the 1500s it's king george the first i think is who he plays that is a fantastic freaking movie it's real Mm. good so anyway i don't understand all all the hate i just like look i know you all think he's getting too big for his own britches whatever whatever congratulations yeah. you went from a, a kid who did YouTube videos on modding your 360 controller to to <laughs> being really, a huge that, oh yeah that, that was his whole pretty... beginning that was oh, whole start oh it's awesome yeah. I love it his, in fact they introduced him as such on the game awards when he came out to do the the game of the year announcement Uh huh. Um, they said and now with the game announcement or whatever actor blah 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 and then they called him and I think his name was Moda Moda modable 360 something I ah, forget the name but he had this name that he was just famous for when he was modding controllers and then really? he had, yeah he's a he's a nerd <laughs> he's a nerd i like
0: uh, him. that's great i do uh think that uh it is it, it might easily um chloe Feynman's best impersonation on saturday night live is uh timothy chalamet
3: oh my gosh I, i've not seen it i should check that out it sounds great
0: she's uh she, that's that's uh she's fantastic at that did you watch the how
3: was um uh I can't think of his name all of a sudden <laughs> i gotta think of something else how was or i will finish what you started how was he he did he he returned right?
0: oh, uh adam driver, adam driver surprisingly funny like yeah. uh his monologue he played the piano and he's like Gotta get a close up on my hands because I'm really playing the piano. Because really, <laughs> show now, show me, show me that I'm playing the piano. I'm really good, aren't I? <laughs> it was, he was a crack up. The uh, the best bits were, were uh, some of his things. But
3: said, I saw the one where he's in the plane and he's a baby, he's just a little head. That is baby the body. that
0: is the viral, uh, yeah, the most viral of the uh, uh, the, the skits. But his his monologue, he did great. He like I, it was I, his Christmas wishes, and he was saying that people who do pranks on uh, on YouTube uh, they should be killed or yeah. TikTok is the only thing.
3: I saw that it was great. Yeah. I did yeah. see a bit of that. I didn't know he was playing the piano though. That's cool.
0: Well, there was uh, yeah, there was there was a skit about it too. Oddly enough, like scaring grandpas, scaring uh, parents. Oh yeah, because you saw the skit. You par- saw the part where probably. It's looking at him dead on and he's in front yeah. of the piano. So it's yeah. just him, the piano between him and the and camera. And
3: I think hes yeah. it was the joke where he goes, you know those t- uh, couples on TikTok that just scare each other? Yes. Kill the- <laughs> go and kill those people.
0: Yes, that's, that. that's the clip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. He's, I yeah. like, see, he's another example of this, though. A lot of people are always saying how ugly he is or why does he yeah. get this role or whatever. I don't know what's wrong with people. I think he's a very good actor and I always find him interesting, even in the movies that aren't as good.
0: Yeah. I don't know what's going on he's there. Compelling that marriage story uh, from a couple of years ago was excellent. Uh, I, who was uh, trying to remember who the wife was in that? The, uh, it, was
3: uh, uh, um, it was Beb. <laughs> what's wrong with me, Black Widow? What's her name? Oh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Right. Yes. Right. Gosh yeah, that it. was
0: that was actually really good too.
3: Yeah, I don't. I've honestly, I
0: don't I think, think, he's, think he's, I've seen. I think he's, thing he's I didn't talented.
3: Like yeah, he's great. Go watch if, that weird uh, Scorsese movie. He's if a, there's
0: one thing that could make me potentially watch girls watch the TV show Girls, it's Adam Driver.
3: Yeah, he's interesting on it. I could barely handle that show
0: though. Oof. I don't think I don't know if I could handle the rest of it. No, really. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't,
3: it's just not for me, it's for someone yeah. else, and that's fine. Yeah. Somebody else can enjoy it, but it, it just didn't speak to me. It was weird.
0: Yeah, um, I, need to, I think I need, to, I need to buck up and, and watch uh, Euphoria just because I hear so many good things about there are really great
3: things about Euphoria I really liked Euphoria Um, but I will also say that Euphoria is extremely uncomfortable it's one of the most uncomfortable shows I ever saw and it earns every bit of that uncomfort but uh, I don't know the acting's real good that's all I can say (laughs) about that
0: one one last complete uh, thing before yeah. we go complete dur- a different direction, mm. um, but it's TV related. Mm. Just watched the episode last night or a couple nights ago of What We Do in the Shadows. That is the go flip yourself uh, from the most recent season. Are you caught up on? Oh, no, uh, I don't. We're, we have
3: one season we're not caught up to, so okay. I probably so don't this is
0: that. this is part of that season. Um, I love that show and I laugh at every single episode this one had me in tears. It was so damn funny. Really? and So damn accurate. Yes.
3: Oh gosh, we got a yeah. carter and I've been talking so, about getting caught up because we watched the whole thing together and then we got busy and then the holidays and everything else. And we just haven't saw that, seen that last season, but yeah, and well, that's not the oh, end, right? They're still doing more after this. I think
0: as far as I know. Yeah.
3: It's not canceled.
0: No, I haven't heard anything about, uh, about it being canceled. God, I hope not. Cause I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's one of the funniest things on TV right now.
3: Um, that's a small thing, but I'm just going to mention it. Sure. I'm watching Fargo, of course, because Fargo's awesome. Are
0: you? Are you now? Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: There's an episode that reminded me of Home Alone, weirdly, but um, you'll know when you get to it. It's not it's not a big thing.
0: <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Does, yeah. does John Hamm uh, smack uh, somebody in the face with a paint <laughs> a paint bucket on a string? No, but
3: okay. but you're not wrong about what kind of happens. It's just a matter of oh, who really? it happens okay. to. I yeah. love it. All it right. It's pretty great. great. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is... Uh, what was I bringing it up? Oh, his name, that character's name is Roy.
0: Right, right. And, and he's I the,
3: and I was like, why do I know this name? Why do I know the name Roy? Yeah, or this character named Roy, and it was bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. So I did a little bit of deep diving. Yeah, sure enough,
0: he's that, the husband of the woman who got kidnapped uh, in the first movie in the fir- in the movie, right?
3: Uh No, he is. No? Oh. oh. So the, the connection is his name, for some reason, is written on a wall in paint in the 1978 set, season two of Fargo.
0: Okay. All and right. I don't know
3: why. I don't know why Roy's name is is up on this wall. Mm-hmm. It's his full name, too, not just his first name. But he would have been a kid then.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and why is his name there? And then why are they showing him now? Not that it needs to make sense, but I really get into those stupid little things. Yeah, yeah, like I heard over the speaker at a at a car dealership, there was a scene in. I hear a lady go, "Don't forget to ask about our true coat. It's the best thing in the thing."
0: <laughs> That's a nice callback yeah. to the movie.
3: I love yeah. shit like that. I love when yeah. they do that. Cool. Um, cool. Man, that that show's good.
0: Yeah, much better to have these really weird, loose tendril connections than a flat out. You know. Here's the character played mm-hmm. by a different actor from the movie and here's this like yeah. have these little tiny weird connections that that we have in life that uh, Yeah,
3: they're more apocryphal, right? They almost feel mythic. Right. And yeah. and and they do right. that intro every time with the whole, you know, we're presenting the details exactly as they are out of respect right. for those who died or whatever. It's all it's all bullshit. Yes. And yes. you know it going in and so because of that you 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 like I, to me this is why okay, I, I know people hate when I do this. But this oh, is why no, I no, love no. Fury Road and the Furiosa trailer because the stuff they do there are again loose tendrils. If you really I think too coming. hard, if I, you I think too know. hard about trying to make sense of the timeline, you'll go crazy. Don't do that. Just yeah. enjoy the little tendrils yeah. like you coined there. It's a perfect way to say it. And just enjoy those weird little connections. That's the fun bit. And I think yeah. that's why these two things resonate for me so much. I love it. All right. Cool. Uh, let's cool. move on to some news. We got some. <laughs> yes. Let's do it it's time for the news brought to you by
0: brought to you by coverville which is uh coming up yesterday at uh 9 30 a.m be sure to listen in yesterday morning at 9 30 a.m yep. yeah did a did an episode of coverville since we didn't have a tms and i had everything kind of ready prepared uh did it yesterday morning but don't worry it's a podcast you can go back and listen to it and you'll be treated very well if you do because it is my annual christmas episode but I kind of turned it on to, on its head uh, for this one—Christmas uh, songs that aren't really Christmas songs. Um, you and I talked, Scott, on the show about the Linus and Lucy song and why people associate that with Christmas. Right? Um, Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham—my uh, favorite things from uh, *Sound of Music*. And these aren't inherently Christmas songs, but we connect them with Christmas, and why do we? Um, And then I even go as far as like songs like Jingle Bells, Winter Wonderland, things like that, that are accepted Christmas songs even though there's no mention of Christmas in them at all, and really it's just... uh, is it cold yeah must be a christmas song so uh <laughs> listen to covers of all of these by folks like uh remy wolf love remy wolf uh kim wilde phoebe bridgers Bela fleck in the fleck tones and kylie minogue oh my gosh all of this at uh, coverville.com most recent episode is up and ready for you to listen to kylie minogue kylie minogue
3: that's awesome Yes. Um, real quick here, I'll put it in our Discord and on the uh, chat here. But um, I've decided to, you, you mentioned Holiday Road, and it, may, it reminded me of this thing I saw.
0: <laughs> now that
3: I would buy that. that,
0: I would buy in a heartbeat. Yeah, if yes. you're if
3: you're saying to me, "Hey Scott, do you want a Cybertruck?" My answer is usually no. I think they're weird, under tested. There's problems. Yeah. I don't I don't love them. Um, but if you said it was. Like this with the wood the paneling truckster. and the green body and everything.
0: The family cyber truckster. Yeah. I love it. I think I might um, drive
3: it. I think I might do it. That
0: you know what? That might be the the way that uh because it's basically a blank slate. It's a blank silver slate. Yeah. And people can can mod it up to look like the Millennium Falcon. They can mod it up to look like um the Ecto One. I yeah. mean, this is kind of where the 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 Cybertruck might find a find a perfect audience. Yeah. Is modders? <laughs> yeah,
3: I think it could be a good. Uh, what's the what's the car in Back to the
0: Future? The uh, the DeLorean. DeLorean. You can you could DeLorean yes. that thing which, up, which which itself was kind of a, a plain silver car, but yeah. still. Yeah. All right, time for me to take my uh, my brain shot. All right, let's see how it affects me. Oh yeah, put you it might have the... thought I've already taken it by how how quickly I'm rattling. Yeah,
3: no. Yes, the other day you were definitely hyped. Let's see if it does it today, T or not. I should take. Yeah, one it's I don't good. like the little. I don't like the 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 grimy bit at the bottom. You know what I mean? Like where it's. Settled. I shake
0: the I shake the crap out of it before I. Uh, I still it. get it. I still get like a little like it's bit a Vallejo of, paint. Yeah.
3: Yes. It is like that. <laughs>
0: Gross. Yeah, that is tasty. Yeah, they're good. I like them. They're good. Like
3: crap cram uh, full of sugar that helps. I think.
0: Is it? No, oh, I don't want to know that. A little bit. I don't think
3: it's a lot, but it's you know enough to taste good.
0: You know, it's two fluid ounces. Oh my god! And there's, I've even got readers on, and I'm having a hard time reading the text on this. Uh, oh, it's like on one point two point text. It's ridiculous. It's teeny tiny. Yeah. But uh, good luck with that. Um. Yeah. I'll have a. I'll have a link for folks. We're doing this as a. We're doing this as a sponsorship over on Soundography. But there's nothing that says I can't share the link here. So. Yeah. No. Why um, not? Give them a thing. Yeah.
3: They're good. I have a whole batch, and I don't even know where I got them. I didn't do an ad thing. Oh, really? They they just sent them to you? They showed up. (laughs) Sometimes this happens, like how Dunaway and I were supposed to get beef sticks, but everyone but Dunaway got beef sticks. Everyone
0: but Dunaway got them. I know. Everyone,
3: like the core guys, Canada, everybody got beef sticks, but but the guy who was supposed to get beef sticks. Canada? I, I guess I got them too, but. Anyway, here's a story for you. There's a sea creature that they believe can fight cancer. They break it down and use it in Mm. cancer studies. It seems like it's actually doing good things. But it looks like a turd. Oh, no! Yeah, I'm going to show you this. (laughs) So y'all can see it. Oh, God. I'm Um, dreading it. It is a turd-like object. There you go. Sea turd. Uh, Great things can come in small, slightly repulsive packages, says this article. Scientists in the Philippines have detailed... Excuse me. The great uh, things. Sorry. Uh, detailed molecular
0: secrets of the Stictopus cf Horrens. Sure, I don't know. There's, there's only one T in there, so. But uh, but I think uh, it's it's uh, pretty much pretty much nailed it. Stictopus. 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 Stictopus.
3: I don't think I like
0: that. St- st- Stictopus. Yeah. But, I, don't know. I don't love it. Uh, sea cucumber
3: species that bears more than a passing resemblance to something else, they say. Mm-hmm. Their findings indicate these animals contain several compounds that could potentially benefit uh, humans, including anti-cancer agents. Uh, it's a sea cucumber native to the Southeast Asia as, um, that's well known to marine uh, researchers and locals for its unique characteristics. These invertebrates will quickly shut off their external surface. Uh, when touched by something as a defense mechanism for example like other sea cucumbers they're also highly prized and sold in some countries for either food or traditional medicine but they think it might actually have some uh studyable thing
0: anyway it looks like it,
3: it just looks like a turd that's it, the story.
0: It, yeah I and mean, it, it, it there is no uh it's not It uh, kind of looks like a turd no i mean that looks like a, looks like a that poop. looks like a
3: yeah like a waterlogged it's like a-
0: poop it's been in the water. If you ate too long. a lot of Cocoa Puffs. That is what your poop would look like. Yep, Rice Krispies. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah,
3: if you're cuckoo for co- if you scroll down, you get a more of a green one. This one looks like okay. uh, this one looks like trouble. Maybe talk to your doctor. Doctor, if you're having these, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. Anyway, there you go. Thanks Gizmodo, technology site, for talking about turd sea creatures. Next up, uh, we'll stay in the 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 uh, sugary cereal realm.
0: Okay, good. Thank Not you. Not really yes.
3: cereal, but breakfast food, I suppose. Anyway, a thief has stolen a Krispy Kreme van with ten thousand donuts inside. Oh man. Oh geez. That's a lot. That's a ten
0: thousand donuts.
3: That's a whole city having a
0: a, a ten thousand subpar donuts. <laughs> I know there's a lot of love for Krispy Kreme. Uh, I a lot of it uh a lot of it doesn't come from me. None I, of it comes from me. I kind of agree. They're fine. Yeah. They're it, fine. Yeah. You know, in a pinch. Yeah. Someone brings in someone brings in me a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. I don't worry, I will consume the whole thing. But um but I'm not like if you if you say that uh there's a Krispy Kreme a mile away and a Lamar's donuts ten miles away, I'm you're, taking the extra time get Lamar's donuts. Yeah,
3: they'll yeah. spend that gas in that time. I Same. will absolutely spend that gas. Yeah. They
0: had their deal on uh the twelfth because it was twelve twelve. Um, buy one dozen, get a second dozen for a dollar, and even that didn't appe- appeal to me enough. Well, the fact that I don't need to go out and buy twenty-four donuts probably was the big reason I didn't do it. But yeah, but uh, even uh, even getting one of those boxes for a buck wasn't uh, wasn't enough to to enthrall me.
3: They have other kinds, like the chocolatey covered ones and like goo inside sure. and all that. Those are all sure. kind of bad. They're not good at all. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that the the standard yeah. donut they're famous for,
0: yeah, they're, they're like it or not. It's a, yeah,
3: glazed. It's mm-hmm. their it's their hallmark, right? It's their thing, yeah, right. But right. when they try to make other stuff, and they're like, well, here's a bear claw.
0: F off, I mm-hmm. want that.
3: You just yeah. don't know what you're doing. Doesn't taste right.
0: <laughs> it's not as good.
3: Yeah, get don't get uh, Dunford cake donuts. You guys, they're the best. There you go. Um. There anyway. Krispy Kreme delivery van containing 10,000 fresh donuts has been stolen. Not not really fresh now, are they? No. No. According to the donut chain, the van was en route to various delivery sites in Newcastle when it was stolen uh, from a Carling, Carling Ford service station. Never heard of a Carling Ford.
0: Is this this the- is uh, Australia. Is like, it? Yeah, I, I didn't realize say, uh, sound Krispy like Kreme here. was in Australia. Yeah, well, wow. it surprises me. Lucky Phil, are you uh, are you down with the have his, have we we checked on Lucky Phil to make sure he's not the uh, the donut thief the oh, donut bandit?
3: Oh no! What if he,
0: see? I don't see him in the chat today. What's he doing? He's sitting there eating ten thousand donuts. Is what he's doing. Dude, it's, it's not a donut. <laughs> no, this is not a donut either. Nope, this one's not a donut. Nope, none of these are donuts. <laughs> All
3: ten thousand of these. None of these.
0: All donuts. ten thousand. None of these are donuts.
3: <laughs> I don't see him in the chat. I don't think he's here to reply. Anyway, they're trying to replace all ten thousand donuts, uh, and get them to their their proper destinations. I sh- I'm guessing that'll be. Easy.
0: I can't imagine they're not really like expecting those donuts. Like we're gonna we're gonna find those donuts, and we're gonna even though they've been stolen, we're gonna assume that they haven't been tainted in any way, and we're gonna take them to the, where they need to go. I would hope not, man. No, I think they write off those donuts. It's more, probably more the truck. That they're, that they're.
3: Yeah, get the truck. It's funny here, though. It says the thief is believed to be a woman. It's a weird thing to add. Mm because they're not giving us any other description so what's the point? Why why would you tell me the gender of the driver? I don't know why you'd do that. I don't know, it's weird. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's fine if you do that and then go with long, curly black hair. Right, exactly. Uh, like give
0: us a description. Uh Yeah, today, so we know today. what we're looking for. Because she did not refuse to ask for directions when she stopped somewhere, is that how they know <laughs> she was a woman? I guess she pulled the truck over and asked somebody for directions instead of thinking that that she could figure it out herself.
3: What if there was only one woman? Oh, there's Lucky Phil. What does he say in the chat? Harry he says he says there I home. know, I know, Carlingford. Oh, he grew close to, grew up close to this uh, area.
0: Ah, oh. okay. Do you? Uh, what is your uh, Lucky Phil? What are your thoughts uh, on on Krispy Kreme? Are you? I don't know uh, what they. You know. Yeah, what, what are kind the of presence they have in in Australia?
3: Yeah, because I would have thought, I don't know, it seems like a chain. I would never expect to make it all the way there. But.
0: Yeah, totally. And you know, there here's a great example of the hype bubble when they first came to Colorado. Lines around the block. Oh, yeah. and people like spending the night there to be the first ones to get Krispy Kreme donuts. Same <laughs> with In and Out Burger. It's like, yeah, it's a it's an adequate donut. It's an adequate burger, uh, but it's not. It's certainly nothing that I would wait more than ten minutes, fifteen minutes to get. Fully
3: agree. We did that with Krispy Kreme when it came out. I guess we got our first one in oh, oh, geez, that would have been before I left there. So probably early two oh, thousand. This was when
0: you were in uh, Mountain uh, uh, Eagle Mountain, Stone, yeah. So Eagle it would Mountain. have
3: been, and yeah. me and a bunch of people at the company I worked for drove down there and waited like an hour in line. It was so stupid, so uh-huh. stupid, and they weren't that good was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. this is what everyone's yeah. freaking out about." And then when we got yeah. in and out some years later, same thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we got canes, raising canes, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. wrecked traffic on that corner for like yes, two weeks. right,
0: cuz the, the the lines usually extend out into the regular street and it's like, "What the heck?" And noise. And raising canes, you know, it's good. Again, it's it's really the sauce is really the, the chicken is as good as any other chicken place, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. But Go it's g- the sauce. And you probably can find that recipe online for what's in cane sauce.
3: Yeah. All these things. You can make your own Krispy Kreme donuts if you just do what the internet does.
0: <laughs> no, Scott, you need a conveyor belt <laughs> that flips the donuts over into the oil for a certain amount of time. And uh... isn't the
3: deal that they're potato based or something? Is that their whole thing? Is there not?
0: Oh, is it there? There's something
3: like that, right? Something like potatoes or I can't yeah. remember. Krispy Kreme's whole thing is. Confusing to me. Uh, let's move on to this so one, true. Woolworths. Oh, we have no time. Never mind. It's time. We're oh, gonna take okay. a break. I was going to
0: take advantage of the Woolworths time to pull up the uh, information about the song we're about to play.
3: That's a shame. I'll tell. You, I will tease it though, and say that uh, Monday you'll have a story about maggots and roast chicken in Woolworths. So. Get excited oh
0: wow yeah. all right be there for that
3: yeah and this is an australian story as well also australia so uh there's there's your there's your uh don't your tease. Uh,
0: don't spoil it for yourself folks and google maggots uh <laughs> yeah don't look
3: up maggots australia woolworths. woolworths okay i guess woolworths is still a big deal in australia uh lucky phil may be able to decline that or not mm. but uh, cool. places i that? think of as like 70s early 80s stores here are like soda huge. counter yeah yeah it's weird Uh, All right, we're going to take a break.
0: Five and nine. When
3: we we get back from this (coughs) break, my sister is going to show up, and we're going to we're going to read a thing. Actually, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to play a file.
0: Oh, I was going to say, do you want me to read it? Uh, Oh, I could have had
3: you do it. I didn't think of that. But I have AI. We we got an AI who did it, and uh, gratefully did it because I my throat's in no shape for this. Uh,
1: Dear Therapy (laughs) Thursday.
3: I thought about it. I really thought about it. I didn't do it, but I thought about it. Good. Anyway, that's all coming up after this. Hey, Brian, what are we playing for this?
0: We're going to Munich for this one. Mm. Uh, This is a band called Cadet Carter. Not Agent Carter, not, not, uh, not Captain Carter, but Cadet Carter. Uh, lead singer is a guy named Nick Souter, and he says, Lift Me Up is a song about always wanting what you don't have at the moment. The song is about how confusing it can be to not know exactly what you want and, above all, to never know what you actually need in order to be happy and to be able to look positively into the future. I don't know about that, but I think it's a pretty damn good song. This is uh, from their upcoming or their brand new album, Self Maintenance. Uh, Here is the band Cadet Carter and the song Lift Me Up.
1: clouds I'm far, away right now. I'm far away right now I am into the forest yeah. you are into the streets there ain't no trouble
0: Do tell me who that was one more time. I totally will. That's Cadet Carter and a song called Lift Me Up from their brand new album, Self Maintenance. Nice. going to do a little self-maintenance myself. You, uh, I'm doing some self-maintenance right now. Yeah. Um, at some point, you got to uh, maybe capture a little audio from the, uh, the wing song, Santa Claus on a Helicopter, for our uh, oh. coming back from a break. Oh, that sounds uh, all right. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Okay. It's in our... Uh, I'll give you a link. It's in our... Uh, it's in the TMS Chatter All right. uh, Discord. I'm in. It's like glorious. It. All right. It is glorious. I like
3: glorious. Uh, glorious things are my jam. I like them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get Wendy in here. She is uh, halfway, well, no, more than halfway across the country from here, I guess. I don't know. Let's <laughs> measure it. Let's measure it. <laughs> Minnesota is approximately,
0: oh, geez, I don't know how far.
3: I don't want to do the math. That sounds like math.
0: That's just a lot maths. of
3: math. Yeah, we don't want to. Nobody wants to do
0: that math. Let's see. Uh, how many? Oh, you really ahead. are doing the math. Well,
3: I got <laughs> to wait for Wendy anyway, so.
0: Oh, it's true. All right.
3: Cool. How many um, miles from SLC to St. Paul? Let's say. Okay. And now we're going to get the math. Okay. Distance okay. between St. Paul, Minnesota, and Salt Lake City, Utah. It looks like it would take us to drive it 18 hours, 18 minutes Gas is going to cost you about two hundred and eighteen bucks. Thirteen, or sorry, one thousand three hundred and ten miles from here. One
0: thousand three hundred and ten. And so, what are you going to? What will be the the next? uh, Like, will you will you go to like Portland, Maine, or what's Mm. your what's the what? What are we halfway to the coast? What are we halfway to? See, this didn't help me at all because all I did was figure out how far away St. Paul
3: is. Wendy, how? uh, We're just trying to figure (laughs) out if you're half the country away from us, or uh, longer or shorter. Hmm. We don't know. We don't know. Do you know this?
2: What? Uh, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
0: You don't know. I got a
2: lot of other stuff prepped. I did not know I needed a geography brain. Yeah,
0: that's true. I think also you might be on
3: your laptop. mic. Oh, I think, yeah, you're on your other mic again. uh... Oh, jeez. There
0: you go. Oh, yep, that would be it right there.
3: Yeah, that made a sound.
0: Okay.
2: How's that sound?
0: Oh, much much better. Yeah. Wonderful, a
3: world Dang, of difference.
2: I need to throw my phone away rather than fix the problem. I just throw yeah, the phone. Just throw away again. your phone.
0: I <laughs> think that solves so many problems, and I think there are a lot of people. I think who need to throw their phone away. I, I agree, just uh, I
1: agree with that. Agree. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry.
3: Oh, listen, it's uh, Wendy's uh, turn to be here on a Thursday and talk about stuff. Uh, Wendy, it's always nice having you here. Hope you had a nice week. And all that
1: I did, I don't know how uh, I and
3: everyone's good yeah. and healthy. I end up yeah. catching some horrible uh, cold. It reminds me of something you had a while back, and and I thought of you. Yeah, also, I feel like
2: I got it first. The rest of the country has it now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are terrible. I'm so
0: sorry. You beta tested it for the it rest was of hate. us. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: something going around yeah, for everybody. sure. I was in. Um, it was I was telling Brian the reason I bring this up? I was telling Brian that I had a dream during it, and whenever you're sick, you have the worst dreams, right? They're always just so weird, <laughs> and this dream in this dream misha our sister misha died suddenly without any warning ah. but then appeared as a ghost the whole time to talk to try to calm everybody down and so it was me and you and ken and and me and um, mom was there and for some reason john was just handfuls eating uh, weed gummies just eating weed gummies. I forgot to bury. I buried the headline. Wow. John's eating weed gummies like Handler Fest.
0: <laughs> sorry. Sorry to break this to you, but uh, yeah. Yeah, John's it was weird. Weed gummies. It
3: was weird, though. But we, she would, she'd float around as a ghost and say, it's fine, you guys. It's no big deal. It's all good here. I'm, you know, I'll still be here as a ghost or whatever. But in the in the dream, that seemed really, I don't know. It just seemed so real. I hated it. I almost called yeah, you when I woke up. was terrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was awful. So anyway, fever dreams. F those. They're lame. I don't like them. Too so yeah. uh, Let's get to today's uh, thing. So we got this big, long email in response to our request uh, for people to uh, discuss the idea of objectification.
2: Yeah, and, and it uh, was the perfect email. So it it, it is
3: absolutely perfect. It's a little yeah. long, though, yeah. and my voice is garbage, or it's starting to be. So I'm going to play this audio. Uh, I made an audio version of it, and it will read just fine. So here it is, and let's uh, talk on the other side.
4: Hello, Wendy, Scott, and Brian. My wife and I, married for 20 years now, just had a lengthy conversation about objectifying, and I wanted to share it. We were discussing when it is and isn't okay to check someone out. This conversation mostly revolves around when someone is wearing something that is revealing or appealing to what you are physically attracted to. I was arguing that it should be okay if someone catches your eye, you mentally say to yourself... Wow, she, he, they are hot and move on with your day without leering or making comments towards the person. My wife said that as a woman, she wants to be able to wear what she feels comfortable in and wants to wear without the fear of someone interacting with her. Through this conversation, I realized that on one level, I objectify the people I see that I find attractive and justify that to myself as everyone does it. So it should be okay. As long as I am not making people feel uncomfortable. Speaking with my wife about it made me feel a little more... Sinister is the best word I can come up with. I also spoke with some close friends who said they don't have the same issue of checking out people they find attractive. This also led into the conversation of do they deserve or should be expected to be looked at because of what they are wearing or how they look. Of course, everyone can agree that they should never feel in danger because of what they wear, how they look. It also feels like victim blaming to say they should expect to be looked at if they are wearing something that the general public would view as revealing sexy. We also discussed that in a perfect world, someone would be able to display somehow that they either are or are not okay with being seen this way and that everyone would respect those wishes like some kind of pin or something. Because of this conversation, I found myself taking a deeper look at my thoughts' actions and am trying to gain better control over the way I look at people. I didn't realize how often I would objectify people I didn't know and how often I objectify my wife at times. This is also complicated by the fact there was a time in our life together where my wife liked to be objectified, and as she is getting older and wiser, she does not appreciate that from me or other people. To her own admission, this is in part to her feeling like she is looking older and less attractive and also the fact she has social anxieties. It makes me wonder how often people subconsciously objectify people in our lives, whether that be physically or just seeing people in our lives that have become a literal fixture and take that for granted. I feel it's good for us to once in a while take into question our own actions. And regardless if people feel objectified or not, just taking more time to check in with ourselves and better understand how we view and treat people in our own minds. Feel free to reach out if you have any other questions, etc.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really good response based on what we Mm -hmm. asked for. Um, and it got me to thinking about you know how hard it is. I was at the mall the other day, and it was it was impossible for me to not notice a, a pretty woman right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over there looking at a kiosk or something, and have me even if it's just a quick glance to go oh she's she's good looking, and then just move on. And I never think about that. Like I'm sure most mm-hmm. people don't think about that. Um, so let's dive in, Wendy. Uh, where do you want to start with this? It's kind of a heavy Mm. one or it's a big one. Uh, Where do you want to go?
2: Let's start. Was this woman 54 years old?
3: Uh, She was probably not. Probably in her 30s (laughs) if I had to guess. She's probably 30 something.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So there's TV age, right? TV age is 18 to whenever things start sagging, which is, you know, gets later and later, but about 40 ish, right? So that's TV age. And that is, the kind of prime time where a lot of this is happening, right? So this is why you have creepy old men who are 54 checking you out. uh, (laughs) Because that age is where we, you know, collectively we feel or I don't know. And this isn't true for everyone. Okay. Let's be clear. Uh, But that, that look of that agelessness area, um, that block of time tends to be what most people are attracted to. So, it's rarely that you're finding someone attractive who's um, in your same age range as you age because that – we're going to talk about what what the difference is there. Because, well, let's back up. What is objectifying? We're using the word and kind of throwing it around, and this person mm-hmm. used the word a lot. I love this email. This was really great because um, they mental therapied themselves by the end, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> He's uh, taking away
0: your job, though, is the problem. I love it. Please take
2: away my job. (laughs) What I loved about it specifically was talking to a a person who Mm -hmm. has experienced this, right? So talking to their wife about how that's changed over time. And what's interesting is this comment. Let me just, where did it go? Um, What's hard is, or what's interesting, I think, is the word he used, is that my wife used to like to be objectified. And I'm like, well, dude, no, wrong word. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. not what she used to like yeah. so some people will give confused attention with adge- objectification they're very different things so we're going to break it down into what these things really mean um, but i also really like how he then checked with other people like let me find out did some his own research and when i say own research i don't mean bullcrap research i mean you ask <laughs> 10 people in your life if they yeah. think like you and they don't that's your own, literally your own research. So I like that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then I like the end where it was like, "Let's be better." Okay, so let's talk about what objectification means. When you hear that word, you guys, what, how would you describe it?
0: Um, I mean, at the bottom, bottom line is seeing somebody as an object and not as a person. Right, okay. and and, and the, more
3: the, more specifically, it's like Brian's absolutely right. But if I, it's not like I see somebody and go, they are like a lamp. That they is an attractive real. thing right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's more like I, I, I'm looking at their attractiveness minus all other human connection, definition, uh, whatever other word you want to use. In other words, it's like they are only that thing. So they are, they are, let's say the word hot. They are hot, and that's all they are. I know nothing else about right. them, and I have built a very closed system around what is hot. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is all they are to me. That, that feels like objectification to me.
2: Yeah. Okay. So one, one clear demarcation is I don't want to know anything else about this person. <laughs> I don't, mm. I don't care to know their name. I don't yeah. care to think about what their job is or right there. There is, they are an object. And so we're going to get into what's fun about the, what we have learned about the brain in this, but basically, the definition is the act of treating a person as an object or a thing. And then there's parts of this, okay? So we can do that on a big scale, you know, fill in the blank, slavery, um, illegal immigrants, right? You can just start to put large groups of people, Japanese folks during World War II, like you start mm-hmm. to treat people as things which dehumanizes them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they are a problem, not a person. They we, are we do, a, it, we
3: do it politically all the time. It's like that,
2: all the time. Yeah, that and person with pink is, hair
3: or whatever must be a complete yeah. uh, quote unquote right. libtard, and and that's all they are, and that's all I'll ever be. <laughs> and that guy in a red hat is nothing 100%. but a redneck, you know, mega sure. lover or whatever, and that's all they'll ever yeah. be. We do it all the time. And everybody.
2: then, and then subcat subsets of objectification, as the ones you guys are referring to, which is what most of us usually think about. Uh, is sexual ob- objectification, and that's the act of treating a person as a mere object of sexual desire, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Don't want to know your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then self-objectification. Ob- Have you guys heard of this? No, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it because that's this gonna be. Yeah, a, I'm trying to think of how. One. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, and then there there is a Marxist version of things, which is uh, objectification of social relationships. Anyway, we're not going to go into (laughs) them. We're going to talk about sexual objectification and then self objectification. Those are kind of the most, the ones we're all spending the most time, sort of managing. Okay. Okay. All right. right, So here's well, okay. I'm going to have you guys guess when let's we're going to do sexual objectification for now. Most of the time, at least historically, it has been men objectifying women. Women can obviously objectify men as well. Um, But that's kind of the the research and the long history of that and, you know, feels like a no-brainer to sort yeah. of talk about. So let's just start with this. What do you think it feels like? And he reference, referenced this with his wife in the email a little bit. Um, what do you think it feels like to be objectified? Maybe you guys have experienced it. Tell me. What's it like oh, to I be? I, in of the-
0: I don't think I've, well, I don't, I don't think I've ever been objectified, but um, obviously as a person getting leered at or, or stared at and. Mm-hmm. Uh, whistled at or whatever. I mean, those are extreme cases, just, you know, kind of the, um, the, the longer look kind of thing. You're mm-hmm. seeing that somebody is, is only, um, only seeing the, the outside appearance, which, which can be fleeting or which can be, uh, made up or, 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 um, Augmented sort of thing, and so that you feel like, wow! If I didn't have this makeup on, uh, this person, you know, this person would be ignoring me. And this is the only thing that's making this person
2: look at me. Mm. Kind right kind of thing. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. And if you take kind of the the what that feels like to experience, mm-hmm. and this is going to resonate to anyone who has been objectified in multiple ways or over a lifespan, is there is an impact on you that affects your mental health. Absolutely. Which Mm -hmm. because think of it is your one quality thing that you cannot control for the most part just is what it is, is now Mm -hmm. all that you are. And so it can lead to all sorts of, um, like
0: what happens if I lose this? Do I become no 100% our obsession with, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, aging, our obsession with beauty, all of those things is because we have absolutely, internalize this experience. So there's a a great quote from a couple of researchers that talks about this. It says, perhaps the most profound and pervasive of these experiences is the disruption of the flow of consciousness that results in, uh, results as many girls and women internalize the culture's practice. So essentially like, okay, you're walking along and you see someone, you know, they're looking at you and objectifying you. It interrupts your flow of consciousness. It interrupts everything you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? And then reaffirms that you are just your body or just your appearance, yeah, right? So this uh-huh. happens over and over and over. And then you could just take what social media has done with this, what has always been the case. And then we've got this sort of victim blaming on the other end of, well, you wore a thing, which means you're to blame for every, for the male gaze doing whatever the male gaze decides to do, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you have this go- going back and forth. And this this is what leads to what we call self-objectification. So if you are being treated like an object... And then, how how do you respond to that?
3: Hmm, I guess it depends on what the input is. So, so for it- example,
2: this hot chick at a kiosk in the mall. Yeah. And uh, probably a woman with some children.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and did.
2: you are objectifying her, Scott. Yeah. And she say she looks up and sees you, and feels objectified. What yeah. are her options?
3: Um. Well, it's. Well, first let's Watch be clear about what I was actually. Let, let's be clear about what was actually going on. So,
0: I just <laughs> we'll want to make I him. want to make this clear. <laughs> yeah, was like, sounds really bad, Scott. You better explain yourself. I wasn't
3: like some kind of slobbery Tex Avery cartoon character who sees a girl <laughs> yeah. and his eyes pop out. It wasn't like that. It was just like I don't know. I just noticed she looked like a very nice looking person. I didn't. Sure. I didn't go. Oh man, I can't. I wish oh, I could oh, yeah.
2: It wasn't like that. Here's the thing. let's pretend it doesn't matter what you were thinking.
3: No, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is good. So, um, I just wanted, what could
2: she do if, if now again, you got to think of the, the ramifications of being objectified is it has a, it takes a toll on your sense of worth as a complete person. Now the, the high of like, Ooh, I'm getting attention. Isn't, is not unfounded. That happens, right? Sure. And often men are like, "I'd love if people did this with me." And you're like, "Okay, but you wouldn't actually, <laughs> if they didn't want you to ever open your mouth, right? Or they didn't want to know you completely, right? It's just they were staring at your butt, yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, it's great." Well, okay, let's do it for generations and generations. I promise you, you wouldn't think it's great.
3: All right, here's but what I here's what I would yeah. do. if I were her. I'm putting myself in her position. She could do the standard turn around and go take a picture. It'll last longer. And then <laughs> leave, you know, like one she's of those Too
2: things. young for that phrase, but yeah, yeah. yeah
3: right. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's in, like, I said, she was like in her thirties. I don't want people it's thinking nice. there's some 12 year old girl there or something.
2: <laughs> I know I got you. She's 30.
3: Um, she can vote. She could have said, yes, yeah, she could to- definitely vote. Um, she's okay. if she, she could turn around and say that, or she could, uh, do what most people probably do, which is ignore it and hope I go away. It's probably what, what most people do, right? Yeah. If they notice yeah. it at all. Like if they see that there's some dude looking at them in a Walmart or something, I'm guessing most just want to get out of there.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
3: Is that true? Well, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Want to get out of there? Because oh, the, the only to the question way to like, that, manage it yeah. so you're not internalizing it would be to externalize it, right? Which might be take a picture, it lasts longer or... Yeah. excuse me do you need something yeah. like to, yeah. to become a, yeah. a thing a real you? person instead of an object yeah uh-huh. so
3: to break that barrier between what i uh what i was looking at which was somebody who's never going to interact with me and so i can sit, look however it's i want picture. think whatever i want yeah mm-hmm. it's a picture you're right mm-hmm. yeah you're Great. totally right
2: and if she then made herself real and maybe not you but what would someone then re- how would that response be
3: oh i would be like i'd be i'd, I'd hate it I'd be yeah. like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't I yeah. didn't mean to That's
0: offend. not I'm sorry, that's not what I was uh, yeah. 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 You would try yeah. to explain nope. yourself
3: and none of it would sound right. It would
0: and be. it wouldn't matter because it in this case it's less about what you feel and more about what she feels. Oh, hundred percent.
3: So. Yeah. So so right. the fact that the fact that you would sit there or stand there and fumble around with your words yeah. trying to explain yourself would just show that you <laughs> that you were totally objectifying this person.
5: <laughs> right, Have
2: exactly. you guys ever heard of this online where a woman doesn't look how someone expects and then gets just tons of hate for it? Like you didn't shave your armpits, you're the most disgusting thing in the world. Or uh, you, you know. Maybe. Just think of that concept. Maybe mm. in person people could behave a little bit better, but online they do not, right? When an object refuses to be an object, the response is usually anger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And more dehumanization. It's like, let me put you back into object mode, hmm. take out the humanity. And there's a really strong reaction to that.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I definitely see that online a lot. For yeah.
0: sure. And you, you give somebody the option of anonymity, and they you know, they turn into the worst version of themselves.
2: Right. And whereas if someone in public, call them out, they might've been quiet, but they're going to go and tell everyone this horrible person did this thing, you know, like Mm. that, that lack of self-awareness, you know, and, and what that is, is, is legitimately a real thing. You're defending your behavior, defending that you objectified another person. And because it is actually nothing anybody wants. Nobody wants to feel like they're being treated like an object. No one wants to see themselves that they are objectifying others. Right. Mm. Um, and so that's what I loved about this email too. He's like, I'm going to take the full journey and find out, oh, wait, I actually kind of do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as if it's like a right, what's I have the, the right to check out someone. What's the difference
3: between this and say, um, I don't know, you're, you're, you're out. No, this is use the mall again. You're at the mall and you see somebody, uh, who's on crutches, missing a leg, um, it's hard not to notice because it breaks your norms, right? You're like, okay. oh yeah, right, mm-hmm. some people only have one leg or let's say somebody's half their face is burned off. Um that's different, right? Or is it the same? Cuz you're still kind of objectifying. You don't know them. You're you don't know who as, they are.
0: You're seeing them just as a that is a person with their part of their face burned off as opposed to that's a a person who's, you know, got a life at home, enjoys working yeah. in his garden right. uh, blah blah
3: blah, right. blah way more able than I'm giving him credit for all those things is that the same right. problem
2: I think it's the same problem I think one ingredient really matters with at least sexual objectification is that it's for your pleasure mm. now staring at someone who has a physical oddity might also be a weird kind of pleasure in terms of like ooh like curiosity yeah. or you know yeah. that Again, objectifying, like think of early Barnum and Bailey <laughs> stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like right. uh, these objects are for my entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at this the person, lady. Look at the. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. You don't really yeah. want to see them as it. And someone may be listening to this going, well, what are we supposed to do about this? This is just human, right? Yeah. Because yeah. some of this it, at its very base is we are visual processors as a species. So we are going to process visually. It gives us lots of shortcuts. So we know how to assess someone. That is what stereotyping is. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can take a shortcut and think of you in this way. And now I don't have to actually do any work. (laughs) Right. Right? Right. And so, but here's the thing. Like if you look at a woman who you find attractive in the eyes, that's a different thing. Potentially you could still be objectifying that way. But if you're just looking at her body, Mm that's going to be a different experience
5: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, for that, both the receiver and for the, the person looking like I'm noticing attractiveness. And then I can't stop staring at her boobs, right? There's a different mm. yeah, thing right. happening right. there because it's not the full person. And, and here's the thing, everyone's going to look and be like, whoa, 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 that was attractive. Moving on. Like you don't have to beat <laughs> yourselves up. Right. You're not all terrible human beings. Right. However, yeah. this is where, um, just being aware of this can be really helpful. So a couple of research studies that I just found, I mean, it has impact. Let me just say that. It has a lot of impact on how society functions, especially for the those who are overly sexualized, which tend to be more women than right. men. Right. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like men are trying to get in this game. And it's like, you guys don't want to join this game. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be game. a part of this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. Right? Yeah.
2: Okay. And so so actually let me define what self-objectification is. That is this concept of um well I'll make sure that doesn't start playing. Uh the idea is that you are essentially turning the view of others that have made you an object because you're viewing you're in the same world as everybody else, right? Right. But you are turning that objectifying towards yourself. So it's a result of that. Um, but and everybody struggles with this, and it's more a little more common with women, but it's the process where you internalize everyone else's objectification of you. Right. So real quick, does this resonate with anyone? Your body doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Well, where'd mm-hmm. you get that idea from? Mm. First of all, if you really look at everyone's bodies, you're all pretty normal.
0: Nobody, Right, exactly. Everybody's bodies look right. Right for, for them, right? You know, but if for, it
2: doesn't look right for you, where did you learn? Yeah, that where it's do we we right? get
0: those ideals from? TV, from from yeah. uh, movies, from you know, basically saying this is what people should look like. Uh, uh, commercials, right. beauty ads, things like mm-hmm. that. Sometimes right. your parents and constant but, yeah. communication
2: that's related to appearance, constant, yeah. right. like right. It, even in just your regular conversations to what's advertised to you, to all the you know, no one looks right then we have this fun app where we all stare at pictures of each other mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ourselves. And we, I mean, taking selfies. I, I love to think about this every once in a while. i just like someone in my high school took one single picture of themselves in the hall at school would have been social suicide. <laughs> like <laughs> what a yeah. weirdo, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there's no way anyone even thought to do that. And if they did, it was to be silly. It was something else. It was not look how good I look, right? Like it, you know, and maybe I could be wrong. I missed a whole subset of people in high school, but I'm pretty sure because it was just not norm. And now it is so norm to have more pictures of yourself on your phone than other pictures. Right. And then we see that self objectification. What are you doing? Am I looking at my, my grades? Am I looking at my kindness when I am taking a selfie? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. I am looking at how I look right. Mm -hmm. And hyper-focusing on that being critical of that, and in it, in the end, objectifying myself, right? Right. Um, are you familiar with the song? Oh, dang it. I'm going to get it wrong. Um, basically, it's – is it – what's her name? <laughs> you guys, you're going to yeah, watch my brain fail. Yeah, it's
0: definitely, definitely her. <laughs> this is a real – this is a Johnson uh, moment. But, but that was when she, when she decided to go solo, go indie. Oh, uh, before stop before it. She was oh, mainstream.
2: my <laughs> I'm never going to get it. Anyway, but basically, like, it's something like um, – like the sexy girls it doesn't feel cold. Oh come on. Oh. <laughs> I should have looked it up because I knew I'd forget it.
3: Uh wait, um, I ring a bell. What is that? Uh is it new? Basically no, it's older, right? It
2: doesn't feel cold. Uh, uh uh somebody Google this for me really I'm quick.
0: I'm doing it. I'm trying uh I have no idea. This is not oh, Cardi B. Guys.
2: This is you want is it Cardi B? Oh it is, is it Cardi, Cardi B. B? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, and what's study, the study When
0: looking hot means not feeling cold evidence that self-objectification inhibits feelings of being cold?
2: Yeah. A hoe never gets cold. That's it. Right? A hoe never okay. gets cold. <laughs> so, the, so there's actually research on this, and this was one of the studies I want to tell you about. So one of the studies is literally that uh, when you self-objectify, you don't experience certain things the same way. You experience them more like an object. Like you are literally don't record the cold quite the same and some other kind of numbing experiences. So when I have people come into my practice and they're like, I'm really numb and I'm numb to this and that, like definitely if it's a female, we will go down the road of um, who has essentially taught you. You're an object, mm. right? Mm. I don't say it like that exactly. Mm. Um, but if you have too many feelings that I have nowhere to go or no one listens to you, will they'll be numbed. Right. And so this, Self objectification can lead to this too, where you literally feel less, which is interesting. And what they found, they've done a bunch of studies. They put people in fMRI machines and we watch their brain activity. And what the wildest thing to me, this, because you know it on one hand, but when it's confirmed, it freaks me out. <laughs> and that is when someone is objectifying like a hypersexualized image of a woman and they are in the act of objectifying her for sexual reasons, what happens in their brain, all that lights up. We can do the same thing if they're looking at an object, hmm. like an actual object. Their brain will do similar things, even though it's a person.
3: So let's say it's a car that you really want, like a sports car or something. Mm-hmm. You get those same regions of the brain light up when you.
2: Yeah, something I want. So it's got it's got the reward centers kind of activated, yeah. of course, but it's also just like a ball or like, a, you know, a toy truck. It doesn't have to be something you you desperately want either. And that is how we process what objects are. So this ties into what we talked about last time. Remember, we were like, we infuse personality into objects all the time. Right.
0: Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. Right. We woobie. name them. We we name right. our
2: cars. Yes. Right. Yeah. All of those things. It's it's like the reverse actually exists with an the actual anthropomorph-
0: human. Right. The anthropomorphization of our objects and the optimization of our <laughs> humans. Yeah. Our right. Our Is humans. that why there's
3: so many people are so stoked about the idea of artificial humans? Um, uh, but you see this in AI a lot. It's like, oh, we're gonna they're gonna finally have an AI girlfriend who never tells me no, never says anything critical yep. of me, whatever it, it, it's kind of in those, it's in that vein, isn't it?
2: Yeah. You can see why that would be appealing because an object can't hurt you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, the woman who comes up and tells you not to look at her and gets in your face is now not appealing to you because she's hurting you. Yeah. Um. But the, the, the non real human can just satisfy my needs. Right. And that, I mean, we've, we've played with this with, you know, throughout history and there's plenty of movies that are attempting to address it. But if let, let's just boil this down to some like real life consequences though. Mm. So first of all, we could talk about eating disorders all day as a real life consequence of self-objectification.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, things like that, that really an individual numb, depression, tons of anxiety. In fact, the, the emailer talked about his wife's social anxiety. It was like, oh, I wonder where that comes from. Like the attention of others. And and think about that for a moment. When the intention of others can be neutral to dangerous to, I mean, all sorts of things. It's no wonder most people aren't just terrified of other people, right? You just don't know what they're doing or thinking. And if you're being objectified, you might be in real big trouble. So when you think of assaults or, you know, anytime someone's rights are violated, often the perpetrator has reduced that person to an object, right? Even right. just stealing someone's purse, you don't. You're not thinking about that. You know, when you get robbed and you were like, my driver's license, (laughs) right? right, That's the realness of you. And they just want the money and that's it. It's like they have Mm -hmm. to actually not see you as a full person. It's too difficult um, to to have those two things. It has to be, you know, you have to be dehumanized a little bit for, so we have violation, we have crime, we have all those different things. What's interesting, and here's where um, sort of as I was thinking about this and studying it, a couple different research things have popped up that literally show how the brain um, impairs empathy toward a sexually objectified woman versus one that is not. So like, for example, I could show you a picture of a woman who is dressed in a particular way. I, I angle the camera so you're really only looking at her body. De-emphasize anything else about her, right? Just she is a sexualized picture of a, representing a woman versus a non-sexualized woman, just a normal person sitting there with their whatever, right? Yeah. Like you can imagine it's pretty easy to create those two pictures, sure, sure, <laughs> right? Sure. Um, and what they found is there's neural evidence that basically shows that the perception of physical pain for a woman who is the sexualized in any kind of event does not register with people. They don't think she's in actual pain. And for a woman who is like your mother or your aunt, then they're in pain. Right. And then Mm -hmm. think of how this applies to actual crime against women. Yeah. Right? Domestic violence.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: Rape. All of these things. If she's not a real person and she's already sexualized, she then, and and this is how it actually translates. And if you're familiar with the Justice Department, (laughs) Justice Management of Domestic Assault in this country, you'll know that, the consequences for harming a woman are not as high as they should be. Um, And often that sort of dehumanization or animalistic dehumanization is kind of the term they use, um, means they have less severe punishments. And so people on juries will even perceive with less empathy any human being that is more sexualized. Which is wild, right? Am yeah, I the only yeah. one that's freaked out? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, because yeah, you, you should look science? and feel the way you want to feel, and if that if that happens mm-hmm. to be provocative, if that if that happens to be showing a lot of skin, whatever, um, you should be able to do it without fear of of attack or violence or it's, whatever. It's funny though, because yeah. you
3: kind of describe what the science sounds like. It's bearing out is there is something to the oversimplified reaction a man might have to saying, well, yes. she, she dressed like that. Yep. And he's made the simple math, which is, well, that means she wanted me to leer at her and whistle. But what he's missing is this whole thing you just described. Right. And, the, and, and he, and, he
2: yeah. is, he is in objectification mode where that person doesn't have feelings. And as soon as she says, no, I don't have to shave my armpits for you because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm on the internet and you're just some dude. Then the anger response, it's an object talking back to you versus a human being with feelings. And I think, um, so, so another example might be like, take the the email actually when he asks his other friends who are like, no, I don't do that. That's something to pay attention to because for every, maybe one person doing this, there's probably 10 who are not. Yeah. And maybe, you know, fluctuate in degrees. Um, and that's why when anyone says, and this, you've heard this is classic politics, right? Which is, I have daughters. It's like, that does not preclude you from being a full on a-hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, right?
3: I hate exactly. that. Whenever somebody yeah. starts their, their thing out and says, as a yeah. father of two daughters, like, don't start that. Don't be not don't be. And exactly. here's the thing. Exactly.
2: If it meant as a father of two daughters, you could then see this person as human. Yeah. Then cool. But what you're saying is I'm excusing my objectification of another human being because I have daughters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a use of, oh, it's infuriating, yeah, I right? Yeah, that, um, <laughs> that one. But again, that rationalizing and that response, defensiveness, uh, I'm going to call it the shadow because I have something to say at the very end about shadow. Um, that is really commonly applied when you're called out for objectifying somebody else. Um so I'm not going to solve all the, these problems, uh, but really check yourself. And I love that this guy was willing to do a little bit of that. And one great way to sort of check if you're um, if you are objectifying someone else is just make up a backstory for them and see if your um, attraction levels out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right? Like,
2: yeah. hmm, this is the mother of two like that lady in the store? You were
3: yeah, I'm gonna. About. So I'm gonna. I'm you know like uh, basically. Whether people want to admit to it or not, that's up to them, I suppose. But if you're, you're walking around a public place and you see someone who's attractive or you see a movie and you're like, wow, that actress is beautiful or you know I, I, have, a, I have a crush on what's-her-name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, everybody's doing that, whether you admit it or not. What I'd like to do is figure out how you can get your brain to interrupt you and say, oh, yeah, by the way, remember, these are people.
5: Mm-hmm. And remember,
3: right. you know, give that speech to yourself. Say, as a father of two daughters, you should... Know that that girl's maybe a year older than your daughter at the mall. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. your daughter's twenty nine exactly.
0: or whatever, You're just, and she's thirty. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. visualize them going home at the end of their day. They acted in that movie you just watched, but they go home. They, you know, they put dishes away. They open up the dishwasher and yeah. get stuff out of the dishwasher. And oh man, there's water still in this cup. Darn, it, I'm gonna have to rewash it. Or this didn't the, yeah. the egg didn't come off of this plate. Like just all the the mundane things, and it humanizes in it, and it puts everybody kind of at the same level and not not this,
3: yeah, you know the trick is just remembering to do it or or having yeah having the wherewithal to go, stop it. <laughs>
0: Well, right. You know well, I mean? okay. So when so when they yell at me for staring at them, I can say, "Well, no. Initially, I was staring at you because you're pretty, but now I'm visualizing you emptying the dishwasher." And, and so it's, okay. And it's some, okay. that's a turn on.
2: So you got to be careful. Yeah, um, yeah. That's true. So so one way to think about this is there's a spectrum here, like from the this emailer and his friends, they're on the lower end of maybe objectifiers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And this guy may be a little further along the road than his friends. And so for maybe him just recognizing, wow, I, I got some shifting to make some like, let's think this through, listen to his wife, have this conversation, you know, take it upon himself to maybe do things a little differently. Like you're saying, maybe remind yourself, Hey, this person's a human. The other thing to do is like, maybe really check your own, um, well, your privilege in that. And then like your own self objectification, which I want to talk about now which is what what is that well yeah sorry i want to finish the spectrum things so all the way to the other end of the spectrum where you are harming other humans because you think of them as objects right we have a really big spectrum in the middle there and you can just t- have a little honest inventory um and what are you doing and etc right yeah. now here's the thing can we appreciate beauty yeah we're built to do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This isn't about shame. Like this isn't about you're a bad person. Just like
0: we're looking for danger. We're looking for yes. you know, sustenance, things like that. We see beauty. And it's probably because we're like, I need to further my line. Oh, wait, no, I don't need to do that. I'm married.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My line is furthered. Also, it's furthered. like It's
0: as far as so, it's going to go.
2: <laughs> and I know I've heard this before on the show, but just this universal picture of beauty, of natural yeah. beauty that's sort of like if you get everyone to – vote from all around the world in different cultures, it has some similar things in it. It has water in the picture. It has Mm -hmm. like a a picture of a home that's backed up by like some sturdiness, mountains, trees, like Mm -hmm. something we all can find beautiful really represents safety, Mm -hmm. survival, water rights. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all this stuff that means we're going to live and a beautiful person is about, you know. Having your seed continue, right? And so we are built to see that loveliness and appreciate it. Now, if you're going any further beyond loveliness of like, oh, that's a beautiful person. So Scott, I would put you in that category of normal, right? Healthy. It's when... You are just lingering, staring at their body. You are what she'd
0: look like naked. Yeah, hundred
2: percent. You start to get into uh, objectification. And (laughs) if you're hearing this,
0: everybody in chat on the Twitch video that we watched (laughs) pre-show.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Because they're doing. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Probably a whole other episode we should get into. the point,
2: point being, like, if you feel really defensive about this, just ask yourself why. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to take away my right to stare had a random stranger in a grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to force you, but just, you know, maybe ask yourself, what are you doing mm-hmm. and what do you get out of it? And is this person just getting used by you? And the answer is probably yes. If we're further down the, the road on that. Right. Yeah. Um, but here's where I think this applies to everyone and specifically those, um, who are spending a lot of time looking at themselves and hating what they see is self objectification is going to be such a natural consequence to our selfie life and our our obsession with youth and our obsession with perfection and the fact that we can create that all with a swipe of a mouse, right? You can make anything look amazing. Our brains are like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. I'm now the object, which is why you don't feel cold, which is why you are you actually are suffering um, you're numbing you're whatever if you hate yourself so you're hating maybe you're not sexually attracted to yourself you're a, you hate yourself you're having the opposite <laughs> where you're still an object you're not worthy of certain things because you don't look certain ways and we can all observe this in the wild where you're like whoa that person has so much plastic surgery mm-hmm. they don't they they're feel not like even a human anymore yeah. right
3: what you do know? you what do you make of uh, this is maybe too long of an answer to do today or not but I just want to bring it up um what do you make of like there are a lot of like men's groups now who yeah. have who've gone they're they're oh, no yeah. longer doing the as a guy as a father of two daughters. They're not doing that polite <laughs> sort of excusionary stuff anymore. Instead, they're saying we are in our very nature. Uh they basically just admit to it. We're we we in our nature is that we are hypersexual and our job is to populate the earth and impregnate everybody so of course we're attracted to everyone we see and and there's just no getting around that and and uh when they're when we're most attracted to them it's because they're the prime of their time which means they you know we're just this is just nature or whatever um you're saying you can counter that right and so i guess what i'm saying is what do you tell people that talk like that well because i know some people personally who talk like that they're like well, why are you going to stop me from being what I was born to be? You know, it's just that kind of like weird. I'm going to eat nothing but steak and, and I'm going to right. find every woman that looks at me and, you know, just that like kind of that weird
0: man, man is man, – man's men are back, everybody, that kind of weird attitude. Like, well, then you better give up your car because early man didn't have one of those. You better – uh <laughs> I don't yeah, think right. he had trucker hats. So you're yes. gonna to have to give up your collection of those. Well, if I've learned anything,
3: they're very reasonable people. No, they're yeah. the opposite. Oh yeah, of that. absolutely. Yeah. So, so what this do do? actually
2: leads perfectly into what I would love to do in January, if if people are game, okay. is to do a series on shadow work, um, because and so that's the union um, term for essentially all the stuff behind you you're unconscious of, and you know the shadow, right? Sometimes you get glimpses of your shadow and you're like, (laughs) right? Anyone have that experience? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I great when
0: I look straight on at myself. But boy, when I see my shadow, it's like, what What was that? Where are those lumps coming from? Jeez. And
2: and think of the shadow as like all the dark stuff you don't deal with or maltreatment as a a kid or bullied in a situation that sort of has twisted and found a home back there and you haven't looked at it and you don't want to look at it. And what you're describing to me, Scott, is that there are generations and generations of men. And I am speaking mainly about Americans here because I'm telling you, the amount of ego on this continent is just a wild. (laughs) We got extra. It's staggering. And and this is (laughs) not how I did not experience Swedish men at all, at all like American men. And when I meet a Swedish guy who was like an American, I was always like, "What's happening? Ah, you should move there, <laughs> like, because it's just a very different social context to grow grow up in. They have their own shadow, don't you worry? But it is not so so machismo, and we could talk about like South American countries and that version of machismo. But literally, the word comes from there. Um, but that idea of like why we have generations and generations of fathers to sons to cultural norms training." men to feel the way they do about certain things and this self-justification for I am the center of the universe and Mm. I get what I need and want and I'll take whatever which means objectification right um of everything has represented the lack of weakness that's actually what has been seen as a strength yeah and and then the other stuff has been mocked right and so what we do is we just you just still have more people saying it and the more they get triggered, the more they're going to yell it. Right. As opposed to someone who's just like, yeah, women aren't objects moving on. Like it's not hard for many men, but there are definitely a subset of men who like, it's very threatening and it's because it's threatening something in the shadow. Mm -hmm. So we can take, you know, when we, if you guys are up for it in January, just any topic that relates to this, it doesn't always obviously have to be men objectifying women and treating them poorly when they don't act like good objects. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be anything that is sort of hidden in the background. And I'll come up with some things, but if anyone has any emails they want to send that are like related to, because often how a shadow shows up is it will sabotage something that's going on. That's a common way um, it will make itself known, you know, sort of things leak, leak out sideways. A very common one, this is one, and I know there's emails just waiting in the wings on this one, and that is you do not want to be like your mother or you do not want to be like your father. Yeah. And then your partner goes, wow, you're sure acting like Donna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And well, then you, you are triggered that. because that's the worst thing to say to you. Yeah. Probably some, some uh, shadow in that. Um, yeah. And so we could go through, I mean, it's an endless supply, but I really, and I'll teach the concept and kind of go into it deeper and maybe the first time we talk about it and then people have a better idea, but um, I would argue that there is a collective <laughs> shadow for a lot of organizations, for a lot of people who um, are a group, and some people, some groups are really good at identifying some of those things and working through it, and humans can be really good at that, and then there are people who are so unaware of their stuff, it's kind of terrifying. And it has real-world cons- consequences, right? right? You elect an egomaniac to, a, let's say, a political office, and they have power to make decisions and have zero self-awareness. I don't know who i would be talking
0: about yeah Yeah, i don't know but he has two daughters by the way
3: yeah as a father of two daughters um, he's a father
0: of two daughters he
3: probably has some things to say uh all right well this yeah i'd like that and we you guys really this email really stepped up to what we asked for last time so uh, i know yeah let's get more of that you guys more of these coming in um we'll be watching for me can i say something real quick i would
2: be i am creeped out by the voice though
3: what all oh, that? Vo- you didn't like voice? that voice? This yeah. guy here? No. Right here? Oh, the, no, the AI right. voice was like the, TV show the voice, voice. <laughs> yeah, the
4: AI voice? No,
2: the it's AI nice voice. Funny. First of all, it was so
4: <laughs> you as well revealing, done. sexy. We <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
2: yeah. Like it's like having creepy. your dad
3: talk to you or something. It's weird. I yeah, d- yeah. I
2: yeah. don't. I it freaks me out. I prefer you skipping words and saying it backwards and doing it wrong. <laughs> Well, but it's okay.
3: I only skipped it today because of my throat. But I could. I next but time. You can always ask me. You can always ask me to read it. Too. I know. But I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. At I all also that. know how to
2: read. Here's the other thing. Scott is yeah. the original AI got person you used. I liked how it sounded like a robot. This just didn't. Yeah, like, yeah. It's,
0: it's almost that. Maybe that's uncanny valley, right? It's no. It it's is. too close to being real. It yes. totally is that. Yeah. Now as much so as that's the th-
3: funny thing about all this AI stuff. That's the hyper realistic art or hyper realistic voice work or video. Mm -hmm. you can see it. You can hear it. It doesn't matter. Like it's almost worse that it's more realistic. It's like, right.
2: And yet, how is this helping with our objectification problems? (laughs) Not at all.
3: Not at all is the answer. (laughs) Not even a little bit. And
2: I never even said this really a treatment for any of this, right. Is to really like we were talking about, you know, become more aware and try to like not do it. But the self objectification one, first of all, stop ingesting everything that makes you self objectify. And take a break. That would be one thing. The other is to really have somebody help you um, with some of this. Because this is hard. It's hard to see it. It's hard to know that's what's happening. You may, I mean, for some people hearing this, they may think, I have never once thought that you could objectify yourself. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then pay attention. How do you talk to yourself? How do you treat yourself? Do you harm yourself? Do you eat stuff that is bad for you? And I don't mean just like junk food. I mean like you... Are not treating yourself le- well like you would a person, right? right? And so, if those things are happening, you probably need a little help.
3: Interesting. That. One of these days, we got to have a whole conversation about the VTuber thing. I don't even know if you know what those are.
2: Mm. A what now?
3: VTuber, like Victory V. No. Okay, they're basically virtual avatars that people are uh, that use they, that they use instead of showing their real face now. Okay. And they're very popular. People really like the VTubers, and I. I am super interested in the psychology behind it Mm -hmm. Um, because it's something about everything you've talked about today. is just ringing a bell there and I can't, I can't put my finger on it and this and I'm, and it's not me going VTubers are weird. I'm not saying that I'm saying why, why do virtual avatars, why are they preferable for some people and, and why does the audience like that? Like, I don't know. There's something weird going on there. We'll so are
2: they – okay, really quick. Is it like overlaid on my real person? You're just seeing my avatar, but I'm moving?
3: Yeah, they move as if – so So they're being video captured by software that, that makes the avatar move as if they're – so imagine like – I don't know. There's let's technique. just use an example of Scooby-Doo is there on screen. And as you open your mouth, shut your mouth, talk, make faces, close your eyes, the yeah. avatar is doing the same thing in real time. Okay. So okay. it's a technology – there's a big technology angle to this, but – it oh, is. What it's allowing people to do is to have. It's the a same one persona. that makes you
2: look like a cat on your Zoom call, right? just like that's that. The, the <laughs> no, okay. that's exactly
3: kind of, it. Yeah. That's exactly actually,
0: it. yeah, that is a perfect. Comparison. That's
3: exactly okay, it. When you when you do that with Facetime or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, thing.
2: this is a perfect extension of objectification and protection, right? I am actually saving myself right. from being objectified. I'm doing it myself, right? right. But I'm I'm also What's really fascinating, and I'm sure there are people who live near certain parts of the world that (laughs) this is everyone's jobs, uh, is having, like, what's that like to, like, do you depersonalize in some ways? Do you over-identify with that? I mean, we have levels of over-identifying or derealization or depersonalization that could, could occur. But I can imagine, like, there's grades to this, but absolutely, I I'm being an object yeah. for everyone else, Yeah. right? Um, but also that self-objectification. like you. And what's hard is when you make your avatar like giant eyes and tiny little chin and no nose, that's right. not real. Yeah, and yeah, so right. your actual images in the mirror and other things, that has to be some funky things. Because so
0: then you say, people. oh, my God, my eyes are too small or my yeah. nose is too big or whatever. Yeah, yeah I right.
3: I know a dude who is around my age. I can't. I'm not going to out him because that's the Quit whole point. Shut up! about me? <laughs> it's not Brian, <laughs> who who runs a VTube, a fairly popular VTuber account, and does it under all anonymity, and has also has voice modulation happening, so he sounds like a girl when he does it,
0: <laughs> uh, like
3: a young girl, and he has like an uh, anime looking avatar for the thing. He's nothing zero like his avatar. His claim is, well, this is how I can do it. Because I'm too old to get big on the internet, but if I can fake being young on the internet, I can get big on the internet. That's, mm. a, that's He told me that. So
0: it's not about me being happy or anything, it's to be big on the internet?
3: Well, yeah, whether or not he derives happiness from that, but I, I don't know, or I couldn't say. Okay. But, but yeah. I think he's like, um, I don't know, it's a bit like what we do with... I mean, makeup uh, and films like or just
0: wearing makeup or yeah, uh, yeah same, same or, kind of thing exactly you know it's it's feing, and feeling also comfortable we're obsessed with hiding, youth right yeah.
2: like yeah. you're not gonna you, you're not gonna trust somebody to entertain you based on their age if they're it's not in the range you'll even list to right I mean that makes so much sense is he okay
3: <laughs> I mean he's he's making good money on his I think he's on kick but he's using kick.com I think for his streaming or kick.tv whatever it is right and yeah. I'm not going to say much more about him cuz I don't want people to find I mean I'm, it's not and my his job. His email to add address
0: him. is
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I want That is fascinating?
3: I think he yeah. I we, think he toys with it a little bit. Like I think there's some genuine genuinely creepy things have been said in that chat room from anonymous people toward him. Right. They don't know any better about who's behind mm-hmm, the right. mic or sure. behind the camera. Sure. And so um part of me once in a while just wishes that the software would glitch and it would show his face totally. for the- <laughs> Just for a and then, second, it'd be like, oh, it's just
2: bleep, 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 That's an like. amazing Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it is. Who, who produces that it show? It is a Black
3: Mirror um, episode. You're not wrong. It it's does a Black sound Mirror like
0: episode, that. and it's also the Wizard of Oz. Wait, yeah. pay no attention to the man behind
2: the curtain, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, which, Brian, is that's an interesting point because basically that's the premise of that is this problem. Not problem, but yes. this thing that we're talking about. So I don't know. It's something mm-hmm. we could maybe, you know. Yeah. Put on the back burner. Or,
2: or also just like how we fill in the blanks for what we want to see is very real too. Like, obviously that's literally what you're saying. So it's not like you're visually filling in the blanks, but to, to eliminate cognitive dissonance, we do a lot of magic tricks mm-hmm. in order to mm-hmm. be okay with certain things. Right. Yeah. Um, and when really like the wizard of Oz, the curtain really does get pulled back. Mm-hmm. It's really can be devastating for, for folks. And so we have a lot of psychological things in place to not ever see the thing behind the thing you know right we
3: don't want to see it interesting yeah right and this guy's account if it ever did happen i mean it would be it would be the end times for his account because people would be like what oh for sure (laughs) his his name is i'll use a fake name his name is larry and he's 48 and he's (laughs) wait a minute he's not a girl who's like 16 who's from japan like or whatever they think he is it's really weird anyway
2: that is an interesting thing okay uh Uh all right i need emails to work with on the shadow thing i think that whole story is a good shadow conversation. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, so are we we are meeting next week, so we have next week, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Maybe more, I could just one do one more the, show before the end of the year. Or one, one more, more show. Uh, Maybe I'll
2: just do the. You know, someone sent an email, but I, I'll just do the intro to what shadow stuff is, and then we can okay. just. January is a time to reflect on our shadow. You don't want to.
0: You, you don't want to talk about like the true meaning of Christmas, since it'll be our last episode before uh, uh, Christmas.
2: <laughs> we, we could do that.
0: What the
3: <laughs> Wait, the what of Christmas? What'd you say? The the true meaning of oh Christmas. the true meaning. I thought you
0: said the true. Yeah. I you said the true. The meaning. True meaning. the Truman the true showing meaning. of of uh, Christmas. Yeah, like, I know. A for a
2: minute. half second, I was like, "You mean like someone's faking a whole? Thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're living in an entire uh, uh, snow globe. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Actually, you're right. you make a good point. Uh, gathering with family can be a, a difficult thing, yeah. and maybe well, we it's can it go actually
0: through a good point. Yeah, maybe Acts to survive. Acts yeah. to
2: survive. So somebody. Tell us your Perfect. worst family interaction at a holiday, and then we'll we'll use that. And All right. then, I like yeah, that. We'll just go through a couple of hacks to handle it. I've got like five at the top of my tongue right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's do that and then we'll 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 do the shadow in January when the sun's not out. Yeah Games it's cold and
3: horrible and nobody wants to do anything yeah. in January. I like mm-hmm.
2: that. Good timing. Uh, yeah.
3: Wendy, fantastic stuff. have a fantastic rest of your week and okay. uh, your continued hurtling toward the holidays. We'll see you soon bye.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I blame Discord. Anytime I say something wrong or uh mispronounce a word or anything like that, it's really it you're hearing Discord. Yeah,
3: it's There's always problem. Discord. It's just yeah. Discord. I just, mean get their crap together. Yeah. Discord. What are you doing?
0: Yeah.
3: Um all right, we're about done. Uh quick thing though, we got this um somebody talking about the genre I guess we talked about what the genre of a band like um Limp Biscuit belongs to Mm. sure, and I've always heard new metal, nu metal. It's what I've always heard.
0: Yes, nu metal. Yes,
3: which I kind of hate. This music is
0: so bad. We needed to invent a new spelling of a word to
3: (laughs) right, (laughs) save us one character exactly, make it cool that way. Well, this (laughs) um, this writer says, "Hey, you guys were talking about Limp Biscuit on TMS, and you asked what genre it was. According to the crossword I just did, it's rap metal." So, some crossword, he didn't say where, and he also didn't leave a name, but some crossword puzzle somewhere thinks that it's called rap metal, which I think sounds like an old person made that crossword puzzle.
0: Rap That's metal. Okay. Yeah. You know what, though? That does feel like it's more accurate because, um, like, you look at, uh, incu- not incubus. Uh, corn? Shoot. Corn, corn is a good example. um I like corn. I tried so hard and got oh, so far. Who's that? Who We just covered them for soundography for Pete's sake. Who is that? Lincoln Park. That Lincoln is. Park. Yes, yeah. um, they're another good example of that. And I think you know, I think uh, rap metal isn't isn't a bad designation because it, no, it tells fine. you exactly the two things that are being combined to make that music. Yeah, I but
3: agree. I don't think it's a problem. Um, I think new metal yes. is dumb and it and it happened in the late nineties and we should all be embarrassed by what we did then. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh keep on keeping on Fred Durst. Here's some episodes. Oh, by the way, uh our emails and our and our and our phone call stuff and our uh I can't think of anything today. Texts, they all come to various <laughs> sources, like for example, okay. the Stream at gmail.com, or if you'd rather text us 801 Uh tomorrow we're planning on uh, a few things. There's a little bit of shift around, but couch party in the morning, that's happening. Don't care mm-hmm. how I feel, it's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't, it honestly doesn't don't, matter. Don't, don't, you, you don't like, by golly, if it kills me, we're going to have a show tomorrow. If you're feeling sick, we I know, can, we but can I'm going to do push.
3: it. Uh, like right now, you know, this 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 uh, day cool I took, it's helping. I'm fine. I'll be fine tomorrow. So anyway, couch party tomorrow at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, play retro at 1. 30. we're doing at one thirty now that's the new time because donnaway okay. gets off work early cool. uh 1 30 for play retro and then that night we're doing core we're not doing core tonight i'm using tonight to rest and chill and sleep early and go to bed on time and all those things those sounded contradictory but you get my point so yeah. core is on yeah. friday this week so friday night 4 p.m core big day big day tomorrow full of stuff be here for it it'll be a great time all right Uh, Patreon.com slash TMS for uh, helping us out, supporting us, being there for us. Thank you all uh, for being there who are. If you're not there already, it's a super simple thing to do. And we'd love it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's be done.
0: One more thing that uh, did Coverville, but there's also going to be a guest the Connection. Tomorrow morning at 9, got stuff to give away, and uh, somebody did. At least one person got the correct answer from this week's um, Soundography. I'm sorry, Soundography. From this week's guest the Connection. So if you're a patron, you can uh, still go listen to it and have a chance to win, because I pick randomly from all the people who submit correct guesses. Nice. Very nice. So yeah.
3: there you go. And that is most um, most uh, Friday mornings most at 9 an yeah. hour
0: before, um, before a couch party.
3: Yeah, so get in there and get that done. All Lots right.
0: of prizes because I have a big box of stuff that I collected from loot crates that, that I don't want and, and stuff that that you know I've gotten from other sources, yeah, I don't want these things anymore. Uh, they're still in box. I don't want to take them out. Uh, I have to dust them, uh, Marty. I don't want to. I don't want to take care of these things.
3: <laughs> oh gosh, Rick, I don't know what you're gonna do. Uh,
0: no, help Brian de junk. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to the uh, the request here. Brooke wrote in and said hello Santa and baby Jesus. Oh my all right. gosh! All right. Uh, my husband Joel is I feel objectified. My husband Joel is 35 years old on December 13th, but I think Amy has a birthday that day. She does. Oh, let's so play I this for both of them. Hold day. on,
3: hold on. Let's do this.
0: Happy birthday. You're
3: in your 30s. You get old lady birthday. That's just the way it That's is. That's right, exactly. Yeah.
0: So I requested for today. He is into rock and roll and metal on occasion. I would love to have the covermeister, oh this case cover miser. I'm Mr. Covermiser. <laughs> More singing because you guys can't get enough of it. Play a holiday song to celebrate in one of those genres. Also, can I please get that weird Wendy noise? Much affection towards the program, however, signed Brooke.
3: Oh my gosh, the weird Wendy noise at this one—that's that one. That's it right there. Yeah, yep. I keep that one handy now.
0: Yeah,
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really good. That's the sound I make when somebody is uh, describing thick and liquid to me. Yeah. Um, all right, a rock cover. Of a a Christmas song. Well, you know, Coverville, we had a few of those on yesterday, but we didn't have this one. Um, This one does actually mention Christmas. Christmas is in the lyrics, so this is a song about Christmas. Uh, As a matter of fact, when I was in elementary school, sixth grade, I um, was part of a Christmas uh, play presentation. It was a singing thing. Two things I had to do, or several things I had to do. I had to uh, do the intro solo, from the beginning of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer, that whole thing. That thing, yeah. And uh, then when my girlfriend at the time, Natalie, was uh, on front of the stage singing Silver Bells, me and uh, three other guys... um, Cover the back of the stage, doing sign language versions of the entire song "Silver Bells." There you go. There's a little wow. little story about uh, Brian in sixth grade. I want to hear that audio. Find that somewhere. Never, never gonna be, never gonna come out. <laughs> it's gone. Never was recorded, as far as go. I know. Shoot, no phones, no no recording devices of any kind back in. Uh, <laughs> 1970, whatever. Oh my gosh. Uh, Or 1980, whatever. All right, let's get to it. Here is Reliant K. That's right. I said Reliant K. From the 2011 collection, Tis the Season to Be Goaty. Here is Silver Bells.
1: Sidewalks dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile. Strings of streetlights, even stoplights Blink a bright red and green As the shoppers rush home with their treasures Hear the snow crunch, see the kids bunch This is Santa's big scene And above all this bustle you'll hear